Dude, so I've been watching the RZA's Wu-Tang show on Hulu these past few weeks, and I am in love with it. In, like, the second season? Second season, season two. So, basically, the first season is kind of a slow burn. Yeah. But it really does a good job of setting up the Wu-Tang guys before they become the Wu-Tang guys. That's interesting. So, they give you, you, like... The backstory. The backstory. Like it, it starts. It doesn't just start with them getting together. No, no, not That's at cool. all. That's it, cool. it goes into like their entire history. And to Riz's credit and Alex C's credit, they do a really good job of setting up the Riza <coughs> as Bobby Diggs <coughs> and Ghostface Killa as Dennis Coles as very important as guys even before they became Wu-Tang, which is not easy. I mean, how often do you watch a show and just see some random Joe? Or, like, imagine you're watching a superhero show and a whole season, Peter Parker's just Peter Parker. That's cool that they... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's my point. That's that cool that they... Really and you know what? That's probably why... Because I remember when I heard about the series, I was like, well, why are they doing a series? Why wouldn't they just do, like, a movie? There's but that much. makes more sense because with a series, it gives you more time. That's one of the reasons yep. why I'm such a big fan of the uh, Marvel series on Disney Plus because it's giving you instead of two hours to try to cram all this story in, it's giving you six or eight or ten hours. Yep, and you're able to flesh the characters exactly. out more, and you're able to do more things that you can't do in that short little theatrical time frame. You totally, know what I mean? exactly right. So man. that makes a lot of sense. I I, I want to check that out. I kind of wish they would have did that instead of uh, the Compton movie <laughs> that I know we talked about. Hey, dude, you know it was a different time, man. But yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. And yeah, the RZA. I don't know if you ever saw he directed a movie. He made a movie himself once. It's called I think it's called The Man with the Iron Fist or yep. something. Uh, Quentin produced it for him because him and Quentin are boys. Are right? close because he did. Yeah, he helped Quentin with the score for uh, Kill Bill. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he helped. He helped do the, some of the music for Damn. Kill Bill, and that was kind of how. Because now he's like, like got a toe in each game. Like he does a lot of like That's movie scoring th- and mm-hmm. like he's acted like that. Him teaming he- up with Quentin kind of started his whole like you know. Going Multi, doing some multimedia in the movie industry, yeah, 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 and then like he ended up doing his own. And that movie's cool because it's like, it's just—I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's super violent and has like awesome <laughs> fight scenes in it. Like, yeah, like that you can tracks, tell yeah. he was like, "This is my one chance. I'm gonna like put as much as I can in it." You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Nah, man, they're they're, they're mad cool because like, is the acting good? Because that seems like, yeah. That would be tough too, especially because you need a big cast, right? Because you got a lot of guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic, actually. That's good. That's good. Especially Old Dirty Bastard, the guy they got playing Russell Jones. Really? He's good. Dead on, dude. That's it's awesome. Insane. That's awesome. It's funny. It's funny now. I'm reaching that age where, like, I'm seeing things in, you know, movies and TV and pop culture. Like, I'm seeing things that I lived through. Yeah. You know, when you, like like the OJ show, and now they have this show about the Clinton impeachment and like yeah. all this stuff. So like, you see people playing. It's interesting to see, like, you know, like I want to see what this guy does playing old dirty. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's dude, cool. it's he's super entertaining, bro. Like, I'm not, I I was just about to give you like an example, but I'm I'm gonna le- let you discover it yourself, man. Okay, okay, because I fucking I love old dirty man. He's a he was an original. No father to his daughter. Dirt McGurt. I know we Dirt talked McGurt. about him before, Old too. Dirty He's Chinese Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he had like 20 names, bro. <laughs> Yo, I gotta ask, before I go on, like, who's your favorite Wu-Tang guy? Oh. Too many, oh. Too many to count, right? Yeah, it's a tough question. Right. Um, 
I actually thought of you. Not, I will answer that, but I actually thought of you because I was looking. I saw an ad on one of my social medias for the yeah. Beaumont Theater, that theater in Montclair. Yeah, yeah. And they're having this show where it's Jizza. Uh, Jizza, uh, really? Jizza my favorite. It's Jizza, Ghostface, and Raekwon, I think. No fucking are way. Are all playing together. Oh, yeah. dude. I think it's the three. Because Ghost and Raekwon are boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah boys, yeah. boys. And then Jizza, yeah. I, see, I love Liquid Swords. That's it's my favorite. It's a great favorite. fucking album. I That's, was just going to say, Liquid Swords is a great album. Dude, it's... Great album. No, because, like, it continues... I like a lot of their uh, yeah. first albums were very good. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh... Like the first wave? Yeah, like the first yeah, yeah. Like the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first wave. I mean, obviously, you know, Method Man's was a classic, and yep. ODB's, and yep. fucking uh, Rizzo, all that Bobby Digital shit was cool. Like, Yeah, that was, um... Did you read uh, Dao of Wu or any of the... Any of their no, books? no, no, I haven't. Well, he talks about, um... Bobby Digital in the Tao of Wu. He goes like, all right, well... He was supposed to do a movie, wasn't he? I don't know, actually. Because I had somebody... I remember I remember this story specifically because I thought it was such a great idea. Sorry to sidetrack you again, but... Mm. This guy this guy in college told me that he had heard that Rizzo was going to make a Bobby Digital movie and Bobby Digital was going to be a superhero who smoked a radioactive blunt and got superpowers. Ah. <laughs> well, I was like, that sounds like the greatest movie of all time. So basically it was like a culmination of, well, the Rizzo spent pretty much the entire 90s in the studio, like mixing and mastering like all the... His rec, like all the did, solo like, all records, their, yeah, all their yeah, first all records, he, right? Yeah, yep. You can tell because they all have like a that, similar sound to them. Yep, exactly. But then, like after, then he had like a a year or so where he wasn't doing anything, and so he decided to go off and make up for lost time and had a lost weekend, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he he zagged again, basically. And created Bobby Digital. Yeah, and basically Bobby Digital. <laughs> I his, love like, that. I listened. Yeah. I had this kid. I had this. Um, it's funny in West Virginia. There's a lot of wiggers. Um, <gasps> just yeah. I think it's funny to me. Is it like I don't a white know trash why. Thing? Is it a white trash thing? They're like what? They, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of wiggers, and uh, this one kid I knew. He was a great dude, but he loved rap, and uh, he loved that first RZA <laughs> album. And we used to listen to it all the time oh, in our up, apartment. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I remember that album was great. And then yeah, that is what got me. A lot of that is what got me into, you know, the Method Man, because the Method Man Red Man album came out in, like, 02 or 03. Oh, yeah? And that got me into all the How High stuff, you know, all yeah. that stuff, like... Dude, there's a, there's a kid at my job, like, because I, I, I work at a school, and there's a kid who has a How High backpack, and I'm like, yo, that's, that's awesome. fucking awesome, that's awesome, dude. So, let me ask you this. How yeah. did Meth meet Red Man? Did you tell there's, me this? They are... Uh, I can't remember if it's stepbrothers or half-brothers. Okay. I think they might be half-brothers. Oh. Or something like that. Yeah. They're, they are somehow, like, related, This like, like vaguely related. Oh, yeah. I know that much. Yeah. And so they knew each other. Right. Like, from the, you know, each of their starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Redman was never, you know, in... Uh, Wu Tang, but yeah. Red Red Man knew all of them, and like you know, he was always around. Like, and he was in Red Man was in this group. I think they were called EPMD with this guy oh. uh, Eric Sermon, and then there was this other rapper that was kind of popular. I'm trying to remember, and that was like how Red Man got known initially. Like in the uh-huh. like, God, I forget what year that was because Red Man's first album was really early. That album with that How to Roll Blunt song I told you about that was like '91 yep. <laughs> or something, like really young. Because oh, he had his whole, like, newer crew, and then, like, you know, Method Man and them, they had their whole, like, Staten Island, Island crew. crew. 
That makes sense. Red Man and Newark is the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Man. Yeah, Brick right. City. Like, yeah, he he put Newark on the map back yo. then. <laughs> no, shout, yo, shout out to uh, shout out Newark. Shout out Newark. No, not <coughs> only that, but uh, Carousella is playing. Shout out to Carousella. We're playing QXTs in January, my guy. What is that? What is QXT? It's like a rock and roll kink bar. Really? Yeah. It's in Newark. Newark. No shit. No shit. I didn't know that, dude. That's yeah. Awesome. Seriously, man. In November. Uh, no, sorry, does it November? January. January. January 29th. Oh, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Dude. I'm excited. I've heard, like, fun, crazy stories about yeah? QXTs, man. Nice, uh, a friend nice. of a friend actually used to run an open mic down there. I, I've never been, but I've only heard, like, fun, crazy, crazy things. And I happen to really like Newark, actually. Like, I've hung out in the... I used to work in the Ironbound. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, you worked at the car rental place, right? That's right, dude. No, I... Dude, it was so cool, because, like... Granted, it's a little dirty, but the people in the Ironbound, especially, are, like, super friendly. Um, obviously, a lot of Spanish and Portuguese spoken. Great restaurants yeah, all my over dad, the place. Yeah, my dad uh, worked in Kearney, so my dad, like, a lot of his work buddies were from Newark, and he knew all the good restaurants. Yeah. And uh, I, I, my old route, I had a stop in Newark, so I was oh, in Newark really? quite frequently back then. Yeah. Oh, so you had to probably be very strategic about your parking, because they don't fuck around with parking. Well, luckily, I this was back, like, I don't know how the guys, so now I do the smaller, uh, I do smaller stores. Yeah. But I used to do the big store, so I used to drive the bigger truck, so I would yeah. just go to the big store, so there was a big shop right in Newark, and that's where oh, I would go, yeah. so, like, they have a loading dock, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I do the smaller store, so I drive the smaller trucks. I don't know how the guys that do the smaller stores in Newark operate, because they're guys that have, like, just bodegas on their route, and they're just, like, in oh, the shit in Newark, just, <laughs> and they, they call it the, the, they're like the old-fashioned routes, they call them UDS routes, because it's up and down the street, because you literally have, like, one street where, you know, some guys will have, like, ten accounts on one street. Jeez. And you're just oh like bopping the whole day. You're you're hitting all all your stops on the oh one street, gosh, basically. Dude. Yeah, what? yeah, it's crazy. Oh, so man. that that I'm I phew, I would be very intimidated to have to do that. Oh, me too. And I, I never had that. to early on when I used to have to like cover routes. I never had to go into Newark or Irvington, or I did have to go into like Patterson sometimes, which was sketchy in parts of Jersey City and stuff like that. But. I was in Dover yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Usually I go. Usually I'm in Randolph, but today, yesterday I was. Well, Victory Gardens actually, more specifically. Like you know, there's like that midpoint of Dover, Randolph, Rockaway. Uh, I mean vaguely, but yeah, it's I don't know. It was like, <clears throat> we have a satellite uh, warehouse in Dover. Ah, uh, like we run like the people that do the stuff out there and like up in Sussex County. Do they call that a DSP for you too? Like what is DS um, like dispatch? Uh, they have a term for it. I forget what they call it because it's a smaller. It's not a typical like like our warehouses are called DCs, uh, distribution centers. Got it. You know, welcome to work talk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, work. <clears throat> but so they have smaller ones, and they have a different term for like these smaller ones because they they don't have the same kind of infrastructure, and they run like only a certain number of routes, and it's yeah. like smaller, you know, smaller volume and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Dude, what would be funny is if, like, when I turn 40 years old and I get to see all the phenomenons that I lived through be, like, dramatized. Like, for instance, <coughs> dude, imagine, like, uh, behind the scenes, like, a Hulu series of Jersey Shore. Dude, where do you see all of the movies and TV shows and documentaries that have been made about this fucking, uh, the, the insurrection at the Capitol when, when everybody... Storm the Capitol. There's gonna that, be so much I, shit made dude, out of that. I'm not looking forward to that <laughs> at all. No, but I'm just There's saying so much like more they could do. I'm just saying like 
like, you know, there's these huge, like, nowadays, like, all these different things. It, that's one of the crazy things about getting old, because getting old is so weird to me. Like, I don't feel old. All I'm going to say... I only feel old when I see stuff like that, or when I see a commercial for yeah. the 30th anniversary of Nevermind, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Bro, all I'm going to say is that over the last couple decades, like, slowly, everything you do, it seems, royal you, in America especially, like, is more politicized. Like, every action you oh, well, do is a political the, act. That's it's the 24-hour news, that's the 24-hour news cycle it has so much to do with that, I think. Like, yeah, probably. It's, like, helped ruin, that, between that and social media is, oh, like, social media is, is help, what's helped ruin society, like, <laughs> you know, I will tell you, man, like, a lot it's of, it's that team, it's that team, I actually heard, I forget what comedian I heard talking about this, but he was making my point, because I always say, What's become sad is it's like a team mentality. Like, group like everybody has their team, and the other team is is wrong no matter what. And you support, and, and they treat it like a sport when it's not a sport. Like, it's worse it's, than a sport. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. Like it shouldn't be treated like a sport. Like, like, and it never used to be treated like a sport. Like everybody used to work together for the common good, and that doesn't happen anymore. And it's sad. See, the thing is, like, I will tell you, man. When I first made a social media account, like, I, I. Looking back, I had way more issues after making the social media account than before I made it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it down here, but Dude, I, I, I couldn't swear fu- to God, man. I couldn't fucking imagine. I had a rough time in school. I cannot imagine if social media was around. I probably would have killed myself or, like, done something crazy because I don't know how kids deal with it, man. I really Dude, don't. It's it, honestly, man, like, it was barely did you have any fist fights in my generation. But you had a lot of like psychological and emotional emotional warfare. fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, like yeah. it was insane, and and that's worse, almost. It 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 persists longer, and just now people are starting. Your injuries can you know somebody punches you a couple times that can heal up, and you know back in the day like you fought and then like you know then it was then that was it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. It didn't linger on like, and it, and even if you took a beating, it was like the guy was almost like. Like, you got credit for taking the beating, and the guy would just right. leave you alone, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, a, it was more or less But a now it's win. just like, let's ruin this guy's life every sure. day, you know, until he kills himself, or, or, or goes or, crazy, or, yeah, kills somebody else, or... And the worst thing is, like, well, yeah, just, like, most, more recently, people, are, like, mental health is just catching up, barely, to the effect of cyberbullying and other types of social media abuse. It's not enough, and, like, there needs to be... Yeah. More of an understanding, but the problem is it's technology moves so quick. Yeah, it's too reactionary. It's, you but the be... problem is that's that, that. But that's the nature of the technology yeah. and how fast it's moving. Yeah. And the, and unfortunately, I'm not. I mean, yeah. It should be. I wish the mental health field could move faster on it, but I don't think they can. Is the the problem? It's tough. I don't. Th- I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't speak intelligently on how that could be done. It's tough. But as somebody who also who did struggle with that kind of stuff growing yeah. up. Involving social media, you know, it caused a lot more problems. But here's the thing. One thing in particular about social media, when I was in high school even, there was this thing called Formspring. Okay. Okay. And off, it was an offshoot of Facebook when Facebook was really popular. Okay. And you basically could set yourself up for any question of any kind from anybody anonymously. And you could go on and see this message board and see people either get asked about their significant others at the time, but also for some really bad shit. Like, it was like kind of like an AMA before Reddit was made. 
So it was just like a bulletin board. Of bullshit. Of like everybody in high school or like just talking shit in high school or. Yeah, it could be wow. used for anything. Wow. Form spring. Wow. Yeah, that's like, I mean, yeah, well, that's like an early. And this one kid. Reddit. <coughs> and this one, <coughs> but that's crazy because Reddit yeah. even, you know, Reddit is just a glorified bulletin board and bulletin boards have been around since the beginning of the internet. Yep. Like, that's how. Like, it just shows you how I literally was around for, like, the beginning of all of this, because I remember, like, before you even had, like, like chat rooms or, like, instant, you know, sending instant messages, like, yeah. you, the way you talk to people online was through bulletin boards. That's like, right. Like, that was the first, like, I had Prodigy, like, before AOL. Prodigy was, like, the precursor to AOL, uh-huh. and it was, like, a lot shittier than AOL. <laughs> but it was, like, kind of like a bare-bones earlier version of AOL. It was a different company, and, like, it failed, and then Man. AOL swooped in and, you know, picked up the steam and ran with it. Oof. But, See, yeah, yeah, that's how you, you were bulletin boards. There weren't even, like, chat rooms or anything like that at that point. Wow. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, uh... I have Mark Zuckerberg to thank for the platform of bullshit. Oh, I fucking hate that nerd. <laughs> I will tell, bro. I will tell you without solicitation that I would rather deal with a a, a douchey, annoying, ignorant jock than a fucking nerd any yeah, day man. of the week. Nerds, I was bullied by pa- nerds. Nerds are powerful. I was bullied. I, well, I was bullied by everybody, so I was bullied by nerds too. But like, yeah, they're powerful because they're smart. <laughs> there's nothing in my opinion man based on my experience there's nothing worse than a highly intelligent ostensible psychopath oh yeah who it literally has a, a dearth of empathy and or slash sadist who gets off on your pain it's 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 terrifying to know that people like that exist yeah, yeah. You know it's I mean? very sad yeah and look no because further than just, social media to find that. It just seems so, uh, you know, it seems so foreign to me that somebody could think like that. You know what it's, I mean? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just brain it's, difference. Yeah, like I get like joking around and, and like talking shit, but like then like taking it to that next level is like... Not good. And talking shit to strangers, like that's one thing that I hear famous people talk about all the time. Like, the funny thing, because I follow a lot of comedians and listen to a lot of different podcasts, the funny thing is, like, you hear comedians talk, and comedians are like, you know, comedians bust each other's balls and talk shit on each other all the time, and those are actually my favorite kind of comedians, but then, like, they'll talk about how, like, fans will come up to them or talk to them on social media or online, and, Uh like, like, talk shit with them, or, like, you know... Or try to hang. Yeah, and they'd be like, dude, I don't know you, like, you can't... Talk sh- like we can't right. do that because I don't know you. Right, exactly. But like if yeah, you yeah, yeah. if you you know like you feel like you know these people, you but know, you like, don't. But you don't. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and like, and some people I, I don't understand that disconnect. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just think like, oh, what? Like we're buddies. Like no, we're no, no, we're not buddies. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, take for example, say um we're at the comedy cellar, right? You see Rich Voss, Jim Norton, and Bobby Kelly all at the table. If you or I went up to them and tried to do what they did, they would destroy us and not in a good way and for good reason. No, yeah. That's their thing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. Like, uh, Artie used to always talk about how, like, you know, people would always, like, see him and they would be like, oh, you fat fuck, you piece of shit. And then, like, he'd be like, what the fuck? And I'd be like, oh, man, I'm a big fan. Like, but don't call them the piece of shit. But they think, they don't (laughs) understand that. Like, they think they're like, 
boys they think with they're him. like being cool, yeah, but no. they're not. No, <laughs> yeah. hell no. You know, being <coughs> I mean I, I mean no shit, but like being cool as a person is being cool as a person, even if the person is a celebrity of some sort. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. are people, man, still. Right. You still gotta like Treat people with respect. Like, yeah, really. The only people you can talk like that with are people you respect. Because yeah. you know that they're not going to get pissed off. Like, yep. I can talk shit with my friends and my brother because I know my brother's not going to get pissed and, like, try right. to fight me. He's going to be like, oh, fuck you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just the way it is. Bro, like, my best friend in high school, I can't even begin to tell you the stuff we would say to each other. Oh, dude. Dude, me and my best and friend see, I'm, still... I'm cracking up about it. Yeah, you know? me and my best friend still talk shit. Me and my brother still talk shit about sports, especially, all the time. Like, oh, yeah. When the Yankees lost the other day, I was texting my brother like, oh, how about those fucking Yankees shit in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, dude, it's... Yeah, but you gotta earn it, you say. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, I mean, look at the guys on the league, right? I mean, like, they're all clearly friends, and they're shitting on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're yeah, just yeah. guys being friends, you know? And that's like, you know, I'm... I, I did fantasy football when I was, like, a kid, and, yeah. like, that was part of the fun of it, was, like, talking shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, because it's ridiculous. You're talking shit, you're, like, you're not doing anything. Like, my team's better than yours. Like, you don't have a team. <laughs> you don't actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's the whole thing. That's like, the fun of it. It's everyone like, knows that it's a farce. Yeah. Everyone It's knows. like, it's a sports thing, too, because anybody who plays sports knows, because, like, you, you become... You become, like, family with your teammates, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, so you can do that with your teammates, too. You can yeah, be like, oh, totally. you fucking suck, you know what I mean? Because, like, and they'll just be like, oh, whatever, you suck. Like, because you guys yeah, are well, bros. Like, it's yeah. not, yeah. It's not, like, a mean thing. No, it's like it's a camaraderie not. kind of thing. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, man. I remember, dude, I, I love playing soccer, like, being on a team, soccer team. But the thing is, like... Yeah, actually, one of the friends I just reconnected with, his father, he rest in peace, was my soccer coach. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he was actually, like, dude, he was, like, probably my favorite coach I ever had. Because he actually knew where to put me. And, like, it, there's something to be said about being on a team and, like, knowing your value and knowing what you're good at. Because then it'll endear your, it'll inadvertently endear you to your teammates. They'll be like, oh, shit, he knows what he's doing. We can depend on him. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I think I think definitely. I think team sports is super important. Like, super not important. only does it teach you like teamwork, yeah, but there's yeah, there's so many important life lessons that uh, can be taught through sports. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it teaches you respect. Uh -huh. It teaches you, you know, it teaches you so many different things. It teaches you discipline, yep. like and. Uh, they're important. They're important lessons that you need at developing, growing up. 100%, so yeah, yeah, like I, I, you know, I played. I did as many different. I wanted to do as many different things as I could when I was a kid. My That's God. why, like, credit to my parents too, because I, if I was yeah. like, like I played soccer for a year, yeah, and like I hated it because I was like, right. I don't. Yeah. All I do is run. Why don't I don't want to play this? So I, <laughs> but I tried it. Like yeah. I, all my other friends were doing, it. I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. You know, like I tried tennis just for the hell of it. Same, so I was bro. like, oh, I tennis, tennis is cool. Too. Like, yeah. like let me learn how to play tennis. And like I tried it and it was fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I tried the cross once. Um, didn't I don't know. That's why I'm I not almost played. Try I almost played football. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah, dude. You know what's funny? One year. Uh, uh, one year, um, for some reason, Morristown had a dearth of, I guess, nine-year-old football players, and my buddy was already playing football, 
and he asked me if I wanted to come play football with him, but I couldn't because soccer was starting up. Oh, yeah, they're the same seasons. Yeah. Same season, yeah. 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 So yeah I soccer couldn't. and football are fall. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball spring. Like, yep, you exactly. Know? Yeah, because, like, football guys that played multiple sports, like, I didn't play multiple sports in high school, but, like, they do football in the fall, then they yep. would do wrestling in the winter, and then yeah, they would do, common, like, baseball yeah. or lacrosse in the spring, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I found that, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of whether lacrosse players tended to be soccer players or football players more. I, I would say soccer players. I didn't know. I players. the only oddly enough, one of the only soccer players I knew that played on our football team was the this one kick we team? had. <laughs> uh, what did he play? Wide receiver? <coughs> no, he can't. He was the kicker. Kicker. Oh, that that tracks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, kicking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I uh, football in particular, like uh, teaches you, um, and that's why, like. I'm kind of bummed. Like, I understand why, like, uh, like especially young kids, they're doing a lot more, like, flag football now. They're eliminating all the contact. Yeah, make a little concussion. Which, like, I understand. I understand. But, it, uh, like, from a football perspective, it kind of sucks because, like, you're not uh, teaching. Like, kids are learning certain things later in their development. You know what I mean? Like, what happened? Like, I'm not it? saying you should have, like, five-year... You know, five-year-olds don't necessarily need to be hitting each other. Well, see, here's the problem with... But there's, like, 12, 11, 12-year-olds playing flag football. You know what I mean? Well, like, I see the argument for the flag football at 11 and 12, and here's why. These guys are wearing pads, right? Like, they don't know how hard they're hitting or how hard they're being hit. You also... Yeah, but you also need to, like... it. it, it I think... Part of the problem is with coaching too, especially like because a lot of times you just have parents doing it who don't even barely even know how to the game. The game. So how are you yeah. going to teach kids how to hit safely? Like, like when I when I was little, our coaches were guys from like the high school team. Yeah. Like, and if they were dads, they were dads that were associated with. Like, they were dads that knew the sport. They weren't just, like, dads that were just doing it because no, they had nobody to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, from a young age, I remember learning, like, proper technique and, like, not to go for the head and yep, stuff like yep, that. Like, yep. So, like, and I think that helped a lot. Because sure, especially, sure. But I think it's dangerous if they're not hitting people until they're 14 or 15 when they're freshmen. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there, because man. If, then, they, if they all of a sudden, like, institute, oh, you can hit now... That's ter- that's a stupid idea. Because then your body's advanced and you don't you haven't learned certain fundamentals. Got so it, you can yeah. literally like you're stronger and faster. Like you can like when you're when you're smaller, you know, you can still hurt yourself, but if you're doing yeah, it safely, point, like point. you know, there's less of a chance of like really significant injury. I don't know. I feel like one day they're just gonna eliminate helmets altogether, to be honest with you, which sounds crazy, well, but I bet you they- <laughs> Dude, I listen, I Thoroughly enjoyed one time. Okay, so when I was in elementary school, we had a uh, boys' sports club for fourth yeah. and fifth graders. Yeah. And the teacher that ran it would have this special thing where if it rained like it is today, like kind of, well, if it poured, right, and it was like muddy, we were allowed to play mud tackle football. Oh, that's awesome. And it was, I, we only did it once. <laughs> Not. And I'll tell you, I'll explain why in a second, but I will tell you it was the most one of the most fun days ever. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because you were like, and, but she was very clear about what the rules were, 
yeah, and yeah, how, yeah. Where you, how you could hit, how you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. But it was, I remember being in my dad's car being like, oh, that was so much fun. But the only reason why it stopped is because one of the parents complained. Really? Yeah, I don't know what about, but they complained. And so they're like, nope, no more. That's another thing you got to deal with these days. Like back in the day, none of the pa- like, like parents didn't, you know. Yeah. Now you have all these helicopter parents who like every little thing they're like, oh, you know, like I have to protect my child, and it's like, yeah. But you see, but some of my favorite practices were when it it poured all day because you'd mm-hmm. be sitting at school and you'd be like, oh, football practice is gonna be awesome because we're just gonna fucking Knock dive people. around in the mud, yeah. Yeah, just... but here, so based on so my point, the reason why I brought up the sports club is because there were no pads when we were playing and we were taught the fundamentals. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I wonder... So, Mike, when you were growing up, how early were you wearing pads? Oh, I mean, as soon as I started playing. So, like, I was... My parents didn't let me play. I forget if the youngest was six or seven. My parents wouldn't let me play the first year I was eligible. And then I wore them down in the second year. So, I think I was either seven or eight the first year. And, yeah, like... Or nine? I don't remember, to be honest with you. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what happened. I know I started baseball earlier. Like, football, mm-hmm. football, they didn't have football until you were a certain age. Because yeah. I remember I had played baseball for, like, one or two years before I was right. eligible to play football. So, like, I get that. And, yeah, I get, I understand flag football, especially with little kids, because at that point you can teach them, you know, those kind of fundamentals. And then as their body gets bigger, you can start to teach them the more physical fundamentals. You know? So what about this, right? Like, I mean, again, you you played football growing up. So what if they did this, right? Like, when you were a young, 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 young kid, till age, like, what, six or seven, you did flag. And then after that, until you were 12, it was um, tackle, but no pads. But, like, fundamentals were key. And then at 13 on, you added added pads I, thereafter. I, yeah, I, I feel like... Again, I don't know anything. Tackling, you, you, without, the tackling without pads is, is dangerous because... I mean, yeah, it's just it just seems too dangerous to me. Like, But there, what if there are like rules in place? Yeah, I, I understand. Technique. I understand, but it's still like... I don't know. Like, nah. Just because, like... I don't know. I mean, freak things can always happen, but it just seems like there's a lot more chance of you getting, like, really hurt without any pads on. Huh. The, the thing that sucks is you're never going to have... They're never going to be able to come up with helmet technology that's going to work because, like, it doesn't take a lot to give you a concussion. Yeah. And it all depends on the person, right? Like, like a hit that gives you a concussion might not give me a concussion because right. everybody's brain is different, everybody's yep. body is different. Yep. But it doesn't take a lot of movement in, for the, in, in the brain. Because the, the brain, a concussion is the brain inside your head. The yep. brain gets moved. Absolutely. The brain gets shook from the impact. Because yep. the brain just sits like, it just sits like there, floating yeah. in your head. It's not like flush up against your skull. No. <clears throat> so um, you're never going to come up with a technology, a helmet technology that's going to work. Because anytime you get hit, no matter what kind of helmet you have on, like your brain's going to get rattled. But you know something? I I, I, like I mean, you can get a concussion on a roller coaster. It's like a fluke thing. Like, yeah. Concussions are very fluke things. It just so happens like you're increasing the chance of that fluke thing happening when you're playing football. Yeah. You know something about team sports also is that it actually taught me a lot about being in a rock band. That's, I can see why. You know because I mean? there's a lot of t- teamwork involved. 
Certainly. Yeah. And having to deal with different people and adjust to different people and work together. Yep. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can totally get that. Yeah. Like, you know, understanding. I was never in a band, but I can totally see the similarities. I mean, like, for example. And discipline, too. You, you got to be disciplined if you're a band, right? Like, yeah, if you're oh, absolutely. Shitting, if you're just bullshitting around. Oh, dude, that's, that's never good. Never Actually, good. one of the things I was thinking about this morning was... Was, I was going to tell you to check out uh, the Navarro Hawkins Cheney Instagram because oh. they had that show last weekend, their first show, that Ohana Fest thing. That you've had oh, in Hawaii? Together. No, it was somewhere in California. Ohana in California? What? Um, Eddie Vedder put together some festival like on the beach in Southern California. Oh, don't tell me he was wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt and like being like like a hula hula. Eddie Vedder looks so different than he used to now. It's so weird because he's like... (laughs) Whatever, I... Whatever. But um, but, uh, they played very early in the festival and they posted some of it online and but they've also been posting clips from their uh, Instagram and they covered Keep Yourself Alive by Queen and they covered actually I wonder if that's on YouTube I should look right now while we're sitting did Taylor sing it and play drums so I was gonna tell you because I was interested to see what they were gonna do because I didn't think Taylor could sing and play drums for a whole set and he can't uh Taylor played drums on a couple songs, but they had a lot of guest drummers. One of them being Chad Smith. Oh, let's go! Another one. Let's go! Another one being Matt Cameron. Oh, Matt that's Cameron that's Cameron played drums too. with him too, and I don't know if they had anybody else because they only did it was a yeah. half an hour set. Who was the best one? Who who fit them? The I, best? Didn't wa- I didn't. I didn't. So I didn't get out. to see the whole thing. Oh, see, they did my friends. They did Chili Peppers. My oh, friends. Oh shit. And there's Chad. Oh, sick. I like when Chad and Dave play together. Always have. And Pat Smear played with them, too. See, there's Pat Smear. Dope. And the, um, that's Chaney? Is that Chaney? That's Chaney, case? yeah. And they had the backup singers from the Foo Fighters played with them, too. Like, it, they, they put the couple together like their own band. It's so weird to hear somebody not Anthony Kiedis singing this. I'm telling you, he did a good job. He, he seemed like a natural as a front man. He Even does. from the clips I watched, it looked like a lot of fun to be there. He looks like a 70s front man. He looks kind of like... Plain. And I was reading... Um, you might want to check the time, just because I didn't set the timer right, on my no, phone. I, um, it is 1.53. No, I mean like the time on how long we've been recording. Oh. <laughs> well, as a... As a broadcast expert, yeah, oh, screw up our no, our groove is good, my guy. So we got thirty. It's, we're at thirty-four. All right, at so um, listeners out there, we we care. We're conscientious. So um, they did. Uh, I'm trying to think if they did any other covers. They did this, and they did "Keep Yourself Alive," and then they did a bunch of. So they said, I was reading an interview. I meant to send it to you. Ooh, I was reading an interview this morning that they did with Forbes, I think. Uh, and they were talking about the show because it was after the show and they played like five originals I think and they said that they have they recorded a whole album no kidding but they were going to kind of release it piecemeal now because like you know like they put the two songs out so they're going to put out a couple more in a few weeks like but uh it was cool and they were all talking about how like the lockdown is what like they all just started hanging out in Taylor's house and jamming. Jamming, yeah. And then after a while they had a couple songs and they were like, shit, we might have a whole album. Like we might have just created a band. Like, but it all just started with them just hanging just out and jamming. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are my, one of my favorite some of my favorite stories when like organic jams happen. Yeah. Turned into yeah. shit like this. And Bro. like, you know, it's so it's so cool to see like 
the positive things that have come out of the lockdown. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't have gone for I wouldn't have gone to my graduate program had it not been especially for with creative people, especially with creative people because they just found different ways to fuel their creativity. For instance, me, I this, and secondly, yeah. I. Absolutely, I think the lockdown definitely helped with us starting to do this. And and also, I and started to read. I, I dude, I read more books than I ever have in my life. That's awesome. And it like rock memoirs are like my favorite. I can't recommend this high enough. I'm not that far that? into it yet. The Mark Lanigan book that you oh, got me for go. my birthday. Yes, yes. But I I'm do. a big Mark Lanigan fan. I know we've spoken of him before, but it is fucking an awesome book. I'll and check I've it only out. Only like a couple chapters into it. Nice. But uh, yeah, he. He was destined to write a book because, like, his style is really cool too. Awesome, like, man. You know who else was Sting? Oddly enough, really? Yeah, Sting's book's pretty good. Too. I don't have my bookcases upstairs, but I gotta show you uh, a bunch of the ones that I have because uh, if you want to borrow any of them, you can. Because I think I told you that the Tony Iommi one was really good. Yeah, you did tell me that. Uh, yeah, the Pete Townsend one was really good. The Keith Richards one was fucking awesome. It's like one of the best ones, right? Keith? Yes, I really yeah. enjoyed the Keith Richards one. I really, really did. He's funny as hell. Uh, right? Yes, he is really funny. Yeah, <laughs> and so honest. He hates like Jagger, right? Or kind of. You know, kind of. Right? It's a love hate. Like he sort of like Stevie and Bruce. He respect. You know, and he and he talks about it. People always. The thing that pissed me off about, like, what people would say about the book is people say that, like, oh, well, he did was talk shit on Mick in the book. And they're going to be wrong. He definitely talked shit on him. But no, that's not all he did. But I he also praises him a lot in the book. And he also talks about how much he respects him. And yeah. I think the proof is in the pudding. The fact that they're the still... Book. They're on tour right now. Like, that... Yeah. The fact that they're still doing it shows you that they clearly respect and love each other. Yep. And it's like with any, you know, Paul and John, like... The Davies brothers, like the Robinson brothers, any any Sting like Sting and Stuart Copeland, yeah, any especially team, those two. And I'll tell you in a second. Any group like that, you know, it's going to be a love hate thing. Like uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I've read I've I've read a little bit of Stuart Copeland's book, and obviously I'm reading Sting's book now. They like like you're saying, they, it's cl- I mean, the press would always say, oh, Sting and Stuart, oh, they hate each other, blah blah. blah. But in the books, it's very obvious that they respect each other immensely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and you know. there's something to be said. Just keep yourself alive, by the way. Nice. There's something to be said for leaving on top, too. Like, you oh, have 100%. to respect the fact that they did that. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. whenever I always, uh, you know, see, yeah, Matt Cameron's playing with him. Yep, this yep. Song. I like them better with Chad, but anyway. But it was it was really like cool. Like it was Chad. really cool that like, you know, like they just had a bunch of their friends show up and play with them. My friend from college looks kind of like Taylor Hawkins, actually. But Taylor, and he's like, a front man, you know. You can tell that Taylor like loves being a front man. Yes, he does. I wonder if he ever grumbles to Dave or not. But they said in the article, Taylor was like, we basically wanted to make a Dave solo record. He was like, we just wanted to showcase how awesome Dave is. He was like... Navarro? Yeah, he's like, I've been trying to play with Dave like for years. For years. He's like, and we finally had the time and we're able to do it. Wasn't he supposed to replace Izzy Stradlin and Guns N' Roses at one point? Ooh, I never heard that. Is that true? I think so. Wow. I think Before he was like Gilby a top Clark. Or, yeah. <laughs> who, by the way, who the fuck is Gilby, Gilby Clark? Clark. Who is I forget what other band he was in, but uh, he was in 
uh, one of the worst television shows ever created. I don't know uh, that Rockstar Supernova. Yeah, show. Tommy Lee. Dude, too, right? I wonder if it's on YouTube. Because I bet it is. It's it like it's one of those like train wreck things. I watched every episode because it was awful. But it was, like, bad awful. Like, good awful. Yes, 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 good awful. Oh, dude, I love those kinds of things, yeah. So, so they, the first season, this was early 2000s, they yeah, did yeah. this show called Rock Star in Excess, because Michael Hutchins killed himself masturbating and, and hanging from a door. <laughs> like yeah, autoerotic association. And so years later... Was it bringing Batman? The guys in in Excess Sorry. were like, let's do a show to find our new singer. Yeah. So they did this reality show, and they found a new singer from NXS. I forget the guy's name. He had some douchey name. Like, I, I Ryan Starr? No, no, no. But it was like, it was like J.D. No, no, Power or something. Like it was some really douchey name. But anyway, and it was Power. awful. I remember the first song came out, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it didn't... But anyway, then, so the geniuses, it was a CBS show, I think. They were like, ooh, let's do another season. Huh. <clears throat> and so their idea was, we'll put together this super group Oh. And we'll uh, we'll name them Supernova, and the supergroup was uh, Dave Navarro, who co-hosted the show with Brooke Burke, who was the worst host ever imagined. Was he? Brooke, no, Brooke Burke was awful. Who she was, was such a statue. She was this. She's a statue. She was this statuesque uh, woman who hosted this show on E for years, and so she was kind of like a TV personality. Oh, but she's very attractive. Oh, okay. And but she's she was like a statue, just reading off the teleprompter. It's so funny just watching her. But anyway, it was Dave Navarro. Tommy Lee was the drummer. Yeah. Jason Newstead was the bass player. Fine. And they also had Gilby Clark was in the band. Why not? And so every episode, you know, it was kind of like an American Idol-esque, you know, competition show where they, they had, you know, these people try out, blah, blah, blah. Yep, and yeah. uh, so every episode, they had, like, this special box in whatever theater they were in yeah. where these idiots sat there and, like, because they were, like, the judges. You know what I mean? And it was so cheesy because, like, before they even had a singer... They already had a name, and like, like it was so douchey. You know what I mean? And so I don't even remember who won, but they, whoever won, they went out on tour and made an album, and nobody gave a shit. And I remember because Dave Navarro had some other side band at the so time that he would always promote on the show, and they tour. He toured with them, and like nobody went and saw them. Nobody cared. Oh. It just kind of like fell apart. But it's like. It's one of the worst shows ever, one of the worst reality shows ever made, but it was so much fun to watch. And they were all terrible on TV. Dave Navarro was actually the best one on TV, and you oh, can yeah. see why he's still on TV. But oh, everybody else was terrible on TV. Oh. Okay. It was so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I'm just thinking about new stuff on TV. That's kind of funny. Oh, so. yeah. He's so wooden. And Tommy Lee's just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, Tommy yeah, Lee's man. like, oh, man. Yo, me and Pam were on that boat. Bro, it was amazing. He acts like you would think a guy with a giant penis would act. You know what I mean? Like That's he acts like <laughs> big dick energy. <laughs> yes, yes, he has big dick energy. His personality <laughs> is big dick energy. <laughs> like he's never had to worry about anything because he would just show his penis and just. <laughs> it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I got man. you. Tommy Lee. Didn't stop that kid. Never mind. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, dude. I think I'm, he lost a lot of money in that, uh, in that oh, I uh, bet he civil did. suit, by the way. Rightly so. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was fucked. So, the thing about um, reality TV is this. Don't watch Survivor. I don't know if you I ever did. Watched Survivor. So, I watched... So, again, I was around when I fucking started because I'm so old. I watched... 
the first two seasons of Survivor, I okay. think, and then I stopped. But everybody watched the first season of Survivor. Right. And like forty million people watched this. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody watched the first season. Do you know what the ratings were like this and rightly so, this new season? Oh, they're oh well, what? I don't know. One point eight. Well, I was telling somebody yesterday about how I was reading this article about how the VMAs were like yeah. a couple weeks ago and it had the lowest viewership ever. And it had like eight hundred thousand people watched it. SNLs were bad too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. But yeah. yeah, and and so I was thinking to myself, well, yeah, of course, because nobody gives a shit about the VMAs anymore, and yeah. nobody watches TV anymore. Like, right. And here's, can I tell you something? Here's what I noticed about Survivor. And mind you, before I say this, I'm gonna say flat out that I don't have a problem with people having different gender identities or different sexual orientations or being racially something that isn't Caucasian. So what do they got? Like, uh, so here's what they do. But what I do have a problem with is when people shoehorn in like things just to like piggyback on a social be like inclusionary. And I I don't like that. I let me, let me be flat out here. That stuff is A-OK with me. Have Same your here. identity. Same here. Do your do thing. Do whatever you want. God bless you. God, thank you. But don't ever go out of your way and douchily try to placate or like try uh, be very transparent in your efforts to jump on a movement. And let me give you an example of okay. why. On Survivor. Right. Jeff Probst, who I think is a douchebag. So do I. Thank you. <laughs> High five. Amen to that. I think he's an ass. So I remember him when he hosted Rock and Roll Jeopardy on VH1. Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> Pre-Survivor days. Oh, so, <laughs> Probst, right? So, what he says to everyone is, Hey, guys, you know, it's kind of a new generation, right? We and got you know, some days this season. We got some what? <laughs> some days. <laughs> it's it's worse than that. Really? Oh, so geez. he's like, guys, you know, I've always said, come on in, guys. For any time you guys come in for a challenge. Now, is there anything I should say different? Oh, Jesus. And if, at first they're like, no, just keep it. But then so later they're, they're like. No, you know what? They had like a we, discussion about. They had a discussion oh, about like God. this is All the right. first so two right minutes there, that's in. That's not survivor. Right there. That's not survivor. It's not, not. That's my point. It's not survivor anymore. Have the discussion, but why? It doesn't need to be on. It doesn't a, a ma- part of the episode. That is. Can, it has nothing to you do. You still have the discussion, but it doesn't need even need to be in the episode. In the episode, right? 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 Have it maybe as like an outtake, or yeah. have it as like in an interview, but like to put, shoehorn it into the show that is. It's a survivor, it's a strategy game. It has nothing to do with that kind of stuff, like, inherently. So, a couple things I was thinking is, first thing, yes, yes, and first thing, I haven't seen, I don't want to talk about this too much, because I haven't seen many states of Newark yet, so I've been avoiding spoilers at all costs, but one one of the complaints I've heard about it is that it's very woke, and that the wokeness feels, like, crammed in. The wokeness. Yes. All right. So... Also, oh, now I forgot what else I was going to say. Oh, Sopranos, wokeness. No, no, it was something different. Uh, all right, it'll come It'll come back to me. It'll come back to like me. If, okay, so if I want to be, well, how about this, man? If I oh, comics, woke, comics. Yeah. So that's my main beef with comics over the past 10 to 15 years. You mean like comic books? Yes, yes, the comic industry as a whole. The whole forcing things like... Like, now they go out of their way to make every character 
either a woman or okay. um, some sort of ethnicity that's okay. not represented or um, or a, you know... Uh, LGBT. LG, yeah, which, again, I, I have no problem with it, and I have no problem with having those characters, but, um, like, uh, there's... Like like everything's changing. This was I would complain to Carol all the time because everything's changing and and it and it did this happen years ago. But like they made Thor a woman, then they made Iron Man a woman, then they made uh, who else was the other one that uh, they they're instead of introducing new characters, uh huh, they're taking old characters and like like so like you know they're just retiring. The, so to speak, the older characters and just being like, oh, well, this is the new Iron Man and it's a girl and she's a 17-year-old black girl from the projects who's very smart and she reverse-engineered Tony Stark's armor and now she's the new Iron Man. So, or, and now they call her Iron Heart because they can't call her Iron Man because she's not a man. What about Steel Woman? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but so, but, and, and Thor, too. Like, oh, we can't have Thor be a, be a clean-cut blonde white guy anymore. So we'll give Thor cancer, and now Jane Foster's Thor. And now they're turn- Now the next Thor movie is going to do that. Natalie Portman's coming back, which, which fine, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that like some little girl's going to see that and be like, I want to be Thor. Like, that is cool. That's cool. But where it all came, it was very forced from the beginning. Exactly. And DC is starting to do it now also. I'm trying to think of which character in particular I was thinking of. Oh, so anyway, there was a new... I was reading a thing about... There was a new Captain America series. And it was about... It was about Captain America, the concept. And so they were all in it. Like Steve Rogers, Bucky, and Sam Wilson. Like all the people that played Captain America. Like they had like an adventure together. Winter Soldier was that? Yeah, Bucky. No, no. I'm talking about Uh, a comic. They had a comic. I forget what it was called. But whatever they were doing, they had to go across the country together. It was like a road... The three of them were on a road trip. And throughout this road trip, they were learning... At each stop they ended up in, they were learning different things about themselves and about the Captain... And about America and about the Captain America and what it should stand for. And every place they stopped, there was a different, like, local Captain America. Okay. And one of them was trans. And one Fine. of them was, like, a black guy, you know, a, a ex-gang member black guy. Okay. And then, like, another one was, like, a migrant worker or something. You know what I mean? Well, first of all, here, here are my two problems with that. I feel insulted as a human being... Because I feel like the fact that these look, net- this is well, something we explain. need to introduce you to because you're an idiot and you don't That's know what it point. is. Yeah, yeah, because like I understand that these don't treat people, me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, I understand these people exist. Don't force me to understand something that I will never understand. Not and it's not my fault that I don't understand. And it seems like you know I, what I'm saying yes. And I've lost touch with a lot of the CW shows because now I'm a child and I can't watch them all anymore. But it seemed like. At a certain point, because I watched them all from the beginning, I remember sitting on my couch watching the first episode of Arrow when Arrow came on. It seemed like every one of those shows at a certain point was just like, here's our new trans character that we need to introduce because we need to have a trans character on our show. You know what I mean? And it's a trans person. The other thing that bothers me is the whole, like, a trans person has to play a trans character, which defeats the whole purpose of acting. But that's the way people... 
that's the way like social media and everything acts now. Like Scarlett Johansson got shamed. I don't know if you remember that story. Yeah. She got shamed because she was going to be in a movie playing a trans person, and then she dropped out of the movie, and then they cast a trans person, which defeats the whole purpose of acting because yeah. acting is becoming somebody else. So like, Jared Lee now you're going to say person. only gay people can play gay characters, or you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, and, and the what the other thing that bothers me is that. They're not even like a lot of the these woke institutions. You can be inclusive without having a. I'm sorry. What are you saying? Without having to like force it, you know, shove it in my face everywhere I turn. And not only that, but also to not even be creative with it. You're literally reusing the concepts of Iron Man and Thor to use your. Come up with a new character. Thank you. Come up with a new character then. Right. Right, and they and that's why I'm saying like I don't have a it doesn't bother me and they've done it they they have done it in certain cases, and and I wasn't like oh why why does this character have to be this like I don't care, it's a new character so sh- the new character can be whatever you want it to be yeah that's but then the like now they're character. even J.J. Uh, J. Abrams is producing they're gonna make a black Superman movie okay based on this one comic where Superman grew up in again in the ghetto I, he was a poor black kid from the ghetto. Where the ship landed instead of landing in a farm in Kansas. You know what I mean? So it's like a different take on... So why couldn't somebody have been... Basically... They say... My main... They they say people's... You know, the younger people's main complaint is... Oh, all these characters are white guys. Well, when they were... All these characters were created in the 30s. All the people that created them were white guys. And white guys ruled everything back then, you know? Because, so, obviously, that's what the... So that's why I'm saying create new characters. Because if you're saying... If you're adding the word... If why can't the word Tony Superman, Stark... Why can't Tony Stark have... Why can't Tony Stark take this girl in? Why can't the story be she reverse engineers his suit and he takes her in? And they become friends, and he becomes kind of a mentor to her, and she develops her own suit, and then becomes this whole new character instead oh, of replacing she... Iron Man. But what is? But what role does that leave for Tony then? No, I'm saying they, there's no role for him now because they were they like retire. I don't know. I, I'm not current with the comics, so I don't know what he's exactly doing now. But what I'm saying is. They didn't, he wasn't Iron Man anymore. He gave up being Iron Man. And he was just Tony Stark. Like, I don't know what he was doing. He was running Some S.H.I.E.L.D. Dude, for a yeah. while. He was doing various different things. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? I just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. See, problem we're just is. talking. We're not trying to solve any problems. <laughs> if anything, we're reasonable. I don't have any answers. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I, these, I mean, let me be clear. These are just <coughs> observations and questions that I have. There's a character on, there's a character on Supergirl, uh, Dreamer, that the character was created in the comics as a trans character. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not like, oh, why the fuck are they bringing Dreamer on this show? Like, I didn't care, you yeah. know? Well, if all of a sudden they were like, and then so why doesn't it, um, you know, you don't see it the other way. They're not going to say like, oh, well now Black Panther is going to be a white guy. <laughs> like that would never oh, happen no. you know what I mean hey you never know well, you, you're right you do never know <laughs> there is the white wolf so <laughs> but that's funny it just shows you how the comics were back then because they were like 
oh, we gotta cram a white character into this Black Panther comic. And we're and, so uh, we're so void of creativity, we're just gonna call him the White Wolf. <laughs> that'll do it. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you can't just call him white guy, so let's come up with a catchy. You know what? Name. People gotta make a dollar at the end of the day, man. Can't fault him for that. And with that, I will say that is the end of this episode, and I think we raised some questions. Hopefully, nobody comes after us with pitchforks and whatever the fuck <laughs> Hashtag else. Hashtag join the hang. Hashtag join the hang. <clears throat> join the hang, but be respectful, right? Yes. Bye.